Hey, Steve. Hey, Ryan. We're doing the thing that we do every now and then, like we've made it a tradition for whatever reason, whenever a new Star Wars or Star Trek? Did we do Star Trek? No, because I never saw Beyond. Uh, I never oh, okay. saw Beyond. Whenever a new Star Wars movie comes out, we do a bonus episode where we talk about it. Yeah. And I saw it, I feel like it was like three weeks ago now. It probably you just saw was. It, I saw it. Like a week ago? Like, I saw it. We're talking about the... Right before New Year's. We're talking about, about The Last Jedi. Yes. Yeah, spoilers ahead, I yeah, guess. Yeah, big spoilers ahead. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to spoil the hell Why out would of this it, movie. Did, would anyone ever talk about a movie on a podcast and then not spoil it? And just like, oh, we're going to just talk about the trailer. Don't worry. No spoilers in here. I'm sure someone's done that. There probably is a trailer review podcast where they talk about trailers. A trailer review podcast would be great. Yeah. I would do that. Hmm. If I had t- all the time in the yeah, world. I don't have time to do it, but it would be pretty fun. Just and a it trailer. Would be, it's such a never-ending mine Yeah, of a content. trailer comes out. You just, re- like, it drops on YouTube. That same day, you go home. You turn on your recording device. Yeah. You watch it. You talk about it. And then you post. Yeah. And then you have, like, a rating system of this basically just, like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. Or, no, I have no interest. You we know. just invented a whole other podcast. Someone take this idea and run with All right, it. Um, so Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, let, Do you think guess, this is the last Jedi movie you'll watch? <laughs> no, I'll probably see at least one more. At least one more Jedi movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your What was your first impressions of it? Like, I so I've like seen do some once. of the voices of the characters. I want to hear those first impressions. I've got no, <laughs> no voices. Um, I would... I. I've heard a lot of people say that it gets better with repeat viewings, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so you don't think it could be any better than it already I'm sure was? I'm sure there were parts of it that like I don't understand the direction that was taken. I feel like sure. it's like uh, whoever was putting it together, I don't know that I just they just didn't make sense. There were other things like from a bigger universe perspective, like I thought they, I thought everything kind of fit. There were there were definitely parts I felt like were pander heavy. Sure. Um, not even from like a f- And we're talking about the new creature that they've introduced called the pander, which oh looks kind of like an earth panda, but it's got uh five arms instead of two. It's got a lot of extra arms. Okay. Um that's all made up. That's just, not real. Just in terms of like if there were there were parts that obviously like uh the Force Awakens was accused of like basically being a new hope sure uh just a lot of fan service and the last jedi also has a a decent amount of fan service which isn't bad i feel like fan service is it can be good especially in a star wars style movie yeah such a big property and there's so much just disgraceful trash in the past that they need to overcome yeah i didn't think this one was as fan service heavy no and I think um, that's maybe one of the reasons why it's so contentious. Like some people just hate it and some people love and it. And the thing is, is I understand like people, I don't know, there, there were things in there where I was like, some of the, some of the. Instead of hinting at things, give us specifics, Sure. Man. Okay. So here's, here's things I didn't like. Okay. Um, Captain Phasma is presumably dead. Captain Phasma was a character that a lot of people were fascinated by. Um, is Captain Phasma the Which new. Which one was the, he? Captain Phasma is the Chrome Chrome Stormtrooper. Oh, okay, the Lady Chrome Stormtrooper. Now there's some speculation like, oh no, she'll be back. She'll be back in a uh, in another one. Uh, you know, whatever. But, I was fine with I her dying. Know. I just felt like it was like it's one of these things where it's like you've got a big name, a big name actor in that role. So I think people expected something to happen. Uh, I felt like. Basically, from a, a writing perspective, they kind of went at it and said, "Oh, we have too many characters. Let's get rid of some in a completely uncreative way." They, just, they Boba Fetted her. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, but, oh, here's a cool looking character. You know nothing about her. Oh, she's dead. But I don't. In, That's I Boba don't, Fett. I don't know if Boba Fett was really like. I mean, I wasn't alive in 1980. No, people um, loved Boba Fett. Like, but that like, was like Boba the most Fett was like a, Boba Fett was a one line head nod. I feel like Captain Phasma was she like wasn't a, that far off from that man. At, in in the writing, yeah, but in the promotion, like was Boba Fett a promoted character, yeah, dude? Boba Fett was a big deal. All right, I don't know. 
I know there were toys, but let, I mean, everyone gets They a made toy. a big deal out of every character, but Boba Fett was the one that stuck. But like, is I'm saying is like Boba Fett on a poster? Because like Captain Phasma was on posters. Hmm. Yeah, we might have a point there. But I don't know. Like, like I'm saying like when you look what at... What are some other things you didn't like? Because let's right, do that yeah, first. Let's do right. stuff that we didn't like. Things, we'll things I didn't like. Talk about things we um, did like. I don't understand why Princess Leia is still alive. Yeah. Uh, from a directorial standpoint, they had two opportunities to off this character who doesn't actually like the actor died. Yes. So what's like now? No, I'm not just looking at it from the perspective. It of, felt like, like they the- were teasing us like, you know, she's going to die. You know, she's going to die. Ah, she didn't die. And it's like, why did you do that? Now you still have to kill her, you know? Yeah. Like, cause we don't, I don't want to watch a movie, another movie where she's completely CG'd into it. Like right. it's just, at a certain point, it's going to feel gross. Like it's going to feel like disrespectful, especially yeah, if no, she's, exactly. especially if, if she's doing things that are not entertaining or fun. Like it's like, Oh, this sucks. Yeah. The only thing I can hope is like, maybe like there was some footage from some scenes that they completely left out that are in a setting that like yeah. isn't even hinted at. What did you think of her as being a, a force user? In this? Um, I mean, that's, it's always been hinted at that she had the ability, but the idea that of it being unlocked, I don't know if it was suddenly unlocked or if it, you know, I feel like they gave her just enough force. Like she had enough force to pull herself back in the spaceship, which was a cool scene. Like I dug that. Yeah. This, it was, that scene was like jarringly CGI'd. Yeah. I thought it couldn't have um, been done many other ways. And though. I thought that was one where maybe in the writing process, they're like, Oh, this is really cool. We'll leave it in. And then after Carrie Fisher died, I feel like they should have just done a rewrite. Like, all right, this part where like she comes back, we're just going to like have this beautiful hand flicker. And then that's it. That's the end. Right. Right. And we're not going to, we're going to cut everything else out and we'll just reshoot those scenes and she's dead. That's it. Yeah. Because I mean, her past that point in the movie is like the scene in Kung Pao enter the fist where the master's like, just because someone goes, ah, does not mean they are dead. Like right. she just right. keeps going and going. And it's like, okay, we're tired of you being alive now. Like we, we want, we want closure on this. And, like, please die. And she doesn't serve any purpose no. in the film from there, except to be like, Oh, Poe Dameron, like you've even pissed Leia off. Who's been one of your biggest supporters. Yeah. Like, and now she's stunning you. So you suck. Like, no, nah, I mean, again, I think they could have written around all of these things and yeah. tied it up a lot neater. Uh, the other thing is like, okay, so if you want that scene in there to show like Leia is like has a stronger bond with the Force than you than people think, then I, and maybe they they couldn't reshoot this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I thought like, why introduce Vice Admiral Holdo as this like strong but mysterious leader, and only to have her like suicide mission right yeah this the movie overall was very suicide mission heavy which i guess i get because it's supposed to be showing like the desperation of i think uh, the resistance something that i I like about the overall movie is that it leaves you like we're all confused like why didn't they kill off carrie fisher and they killed off this other character that could have worked throughout future movies and and but there's something what i'm getting to is something i did like about this movie is that a lot of things left you like we don't know what can happen in this universe anymore right so so much of what we've gotten in the past you know couple decades of star wars movies is like like you said so much fan servicing it's like you know what's gonna happen you know where this is going Mm -hmm. and now finally we have a star wars movie where like we don't know where this is going we don't know what's gonna happen in the next one it's all just out there like we have no idea what's going to happen, okay. and that I, that's something I really uh, enjoyed about it. So I'm gonna say it's th- not like oh we're gonna get to finally find out what it was like when Darth Vader put on the mask for the first time. Yeah. Oh, so man. I'm gonna say a thing here that I'm gonna finish talking about later. Later, sure. and the thing that we're gonna talk about later is what do we want to see in Episode Nine? Okay. The thing I'm gonna say right now is. My biggest gripe with Vice Admiral Holdo dying is now they have to introduce a new leader of the resistance 
in episode nine because I don't think Poe Dameron is the leader. Like, I don't think he's a leader. Like, what I, if that, there isn't a resistance in nine? Maybe there isn't. I mean, the entire resistance is on the Millennium Falcon. I mean, they made it seem like there's like nobody left. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the rest of the galaxy is like got our backs now. And they're like, hey, you guys, we remember we like you. But it's like, there's barely anything. Oh, left. another thing I Like, didn't... if they come back with next episode, it's like, oh, we've got just planets of people in the resistance now. It seems like, oh, come on. You got to um, build from the bottom up, guys. Uh, another thing I didn't really like was the end. I f- thought that was super pandery. What happened in the end? When like, okay, so things I liked in the end, the ending of the movie where it goes back to, they're all on the Millennium Falcon and they're all just going somewhere and they don't really know where. Right, right. Um, or did they know? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, and then uh, the whole theme, like the movie has a lot of themes, but sure. the biggest theme is like, that ultimately, like, you boost things up to legendary status, but really they they're not as good as you think. Sure. In fact, there one of my coworkers said that this movie is actually a troll job on Star Wars fans because, again, the theme is is this isn't as important as you think it this is. This isn't as as important as you think it is. Everything that everything that you say about this universe is a lie. Like you sure. keep saying you keep saying things that you think are facts about the universe, but they're everything you say isn't true. Yeah, I mean the right. whole the whole thing with uh, Yoda blowing up the sacred books or whatever is just like, why do you care about this so much? Yeah, only apparently he didn't actually blow them up because Ray has them on the Millennium Falcon. Right, right. But it's like figuratively he did. It's yeah. Like yeah. as far as Luke Skywalker is concerned, he's like Yoda just showed up and said like. It doesn't matter if there's Jedi's or whatever. Yeah, I actually thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I thought that that hesitance was really interesting because that's kind of like that's the same struggle that Kylo Ren has with when he's supposed to blow up the blow up his mom and he doesn't. Uh huh. Uh, and like his his like is a wingman doing it for him. Yeah. You I'm know? starting to remember everything that happened in this movie. Um, it was a so, lot so of stuff. So anyway, the ending, there were a lot, there were, there was a lot going on. It felt, there were so, the th- a big thing I didn't like about it is there's so many periods of it where I would sit there and I'd be like, this movie's going on forever. This, this feels like a really long movie. And I don't think it was because of how much they crammed in there. It was just certain things took way too long. Yeah. Like I thought like the whole, you know, like, on the island with Luke thing took way too long. Like if that had been done, you know, in the seventies or eighties by George Lucas, it would have been four minutes long. And instead it was like 40 minutes long. Um, I would say, uh, so we're talking about the ending is, uh, so the theme is that, you know, legends like that, that these stories get told. So it goes back to the casino and you have the one kid, retelling the battle of crate to the other kids like using straw straw right, dolls right. corn yeah. dolls whatever corn husk dolls or whatever and then the guy comes in and, and whatever and so they're, they're action figures steve whatever so there's your legends thing and then the one kid runs out and he force pulls the broom to himself and starts sweeping right that should have been the end just leave it there. But no, instead, that kid has to like sweep a little and then walk over to the gate and look up at the sky and see a spaceship like hit, going into hyperdrive. And he, then he looks down and he's got uh, he's got whatever the roses ring, rebellion ring, right? You know, and it's like, come on, like. So yeah. the, your message here is like, oh, the the rebellion will never die as long as there's oppressed people. Like I get it. You don't have to be that right, like that obvious about it. You could have just shown the kid, like shown the kids telling the story that the kids telling the story of Luke Skywalker yeah. doing this amazing thing. Well, that's like, already the seeds of rebellion. Yeah, the end of the movie. Should you don't be have like, to spell oh, it out. Is that the last Jedi? Because we don't know what's yeah. going to well, happen. Also, to you don't need to like sh- like spell it out that hard because it doesn't make any sense. Because Episode Nine's not going to be. 20 years in the future when that kid grows up. Yeah. Like it's going to be like, and we already know we don't p- want a star Wars movie with a kid around. Yeah. And everyone hates those Ugh, guys. It felt very stars. like, it felt very Ewoks to me. Um, There's a lot of stuff in, I and mean, every star Wars movie has always had just dumb stuff that panders towards the eight year old who's watching. Right. Uh, and this had those cute little, you know, 
bird mammal things. I didn't. It had, I was okay with the porgs. I, was I, fine I with thought those Chewba- two. the whole Chewbacca is about to eat one, and they're all watching them. Oh, that was funny. I was I was totally fine with it. Uh, the way they presented them in the trailers, I was like, oh, is this going to be the exhausting thing that we can't get yeah. away from? And instead, but then like the thing that bothered me was honestly, it was the 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 casino scene, which is a big nod to. You know, cat, the cantina scenes in yeah. Star Wars and every yeah, other movie. They even said, like, oh, it. this is the worst place in the galaxy. Right, right. Like, it was a big nod to that. That was a bunch of pandering to, you know, the fans. But then, I mean, and this has happened in, you know, even the original trilogy, you know, pandering to things that are hip or like known within, like, our current Western 21st right. century culture is to have the casino scene be so great Gatsby ish. where like the aliens are literally wearing top hats and monocles. <laughs> like really like I hated it. And it's true to star Wars and that that stuff gets worked in like George Lucas was working in disco songs and stuff like that. But it represents the worst of star Wars. I disagree with you on this. Um, I actually thought like this is a movie where, freaking rogue one was basically a shot for shot world war ii film right um and the original star wars films were all just like shot for shot kurosawa films like this is a thing that they do i know but there's ways to i'm thinking this as from an artistic direction like i would have completely shot like shied away from like having that much like earth culture worked oh, into okay. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. aesthetic I mean, that, of the casino scene. everybody's wearing tuxedos tuxedos and top hats and monocles and all the all the uh the stained glass right is right. all in like a art deco theme like this like it might as they might as well have been in a like art deco themed casino in las vegas i i I think I'm fine with the Art Deco. I see what I w- I see what you're they saying. They could have taken that of, theme and made it way more alien. I th- and I, I would have been fine with. I it. think it's I think it's the clothing in the Art Deco is the is the real. It's the combo problem. I think if you have like Fifth Element style, right, style right. costuming right. in an Art Deco casino, it becomes a lot more. Well, palatable. A, it would be so easy to take those Art Deco elements and shift them to be more alien, but it's still like hints at like oh this is like that sort of style but in in their right in their universe where instead it was just straight up like this could have been in a building built in the 30s right. so you know, so to in, me in our world so to me the the casino scene the casino hole i mean it was a, a lot of stuff going on there yeah yeah um that was one of the scenes that i thought was also like a heavy-handed pandering about like oh the 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 weapon the weapon dealers they are they're dealing both sides and right. it's like okay like but that's still played it. into I think the the overall theme I got out of the whole movie is like welcome to the next twenty years of Star Wars movies you have no idea what's going to happen this world this universe right. this universe is doesn't follow any rules as far as storyline goes because there's going to be an, a whole new storyline you don't know who to trust. You don't know where this is going. You don't even know if the main character is going to be on the side of good right. when this is all over. Like, right. or if the or if the bad guy is going to be on the side of bad. Like, we live in a different kind of societal outlook now. Where like when the original uh, trilogy was made, it's like there's good and there's bad, there's dark and there's yeah. light. And now it's more like we don't know if this character is all the way good or all the well, way bad. And, and to that point, like, I, I mean, they're, they're definitely doing bad and good things, but it's left so open-ended. Like you don't know where this is going to end up. And I, you know, to the, to that end, I do think that that is the, uh, it's an uncertainty that is the, where one of the lessons of rogue one that was put in place here. That was, was kind of interesting, even though, again, like I thought the way the casino scene was set up, was kind of like, oh, these people just profit off of war and da-da. Well, hey, kids, let me let me teach you a lesson about how war really works. Like, right. that was the Rogue One thing, which is, you know, uh, that Rogue One was set up to be a war movie, and what you see is, like, air, both sides do dirty stuff in, oh, the war, yeah. in, in war, like, because you're fighting for your life. And in turn, like, you're just looking at who's going to give you the best deal. And there's always the been these, these arguments in abstract at, like outside of Star Wars movies. I mean, you have the whole clerks argument, like, 
you know, what about all the innocent contractors on the Death Star? Right, you know? <laughs> right. But it's just like that culture has circled around and is inside a Star Wars yeah, movie and now. I, I think that's that's okay. Um, uh, you know, I feel like I had other stuff to complain about. I think there were just kind of like plot points that would have been more interesting. So obviously like Kylo Ren doesn't pull the trigger. His wingmen do. Uh-huh. But then Leia survives, so that scene kind of like feel like it kind of like loses it because i mean i don't know does he does he realize that kylo ren is like it's just chaos like it and that that's what's interesting about him like you don't know what he's gonna do but i I thought the way he killed snoke was rad like i oh that was super cool i was a fan of that our friend davy is not a it does not believe that snoke is dead i think snoke's dead i think he's dead too because if they bring him back i'll be disappointed did you see my comment on that no. Snoke is dead because he's not as cool as Darth Maul. Because Darth Maul got, oh, yeah. Darth Maul got cut in half and he didn't die. Right. But the difference is is you don't see him like laying around forever. You know. If Snoke is dead, the storyline should be that he's weak and seeking revenge, not that he's I'm back and I'm super pissed and powerful like like what happened to him was humiliating and that should continue on as a thing. Right. And the, his death fits in with the bigger theme of, of um, like the way the star, his death actually fits in the way we think the star Wars universe is supposed to operate, which is that the dark side clouds your judgment. That right. The dark side blinds you to the reality yeah. because the dark side operates on pride and arrogance. Yeah. And uh, you know, when, the whole thing with when the Jedi Council gets overthrown in the prequels, their whole thing is like we never, re- we never thought like that the Chancellor could have been the Sith Lord because yeah. we were bl- completely blinded by our own arrogance. Yeah, and that is Snoke. Told, oh, I've orchestrated all of this because I'm the great puppet master. But you don't real like you're so busy talking. It's I mean I guess it's the classic villain trope. You're so yeah. busy talking about your plan that you don't see. You know the hero, or in this case, the maybe eventually the hero, but not quite yet. Uh, you know, doing their own thing. Yeah, um, but that's like also it leaves the, him killing Snoke and being the character that he is, being so unpredictable and being so just like emotional. Leaves even like because you go into it like oh man like uh the first order just has their stuff together the the empire has always got their stuff together they're just so such a clean like dark machine that just does things right the whole thing's just thrown out of whack now you have no idea what the what the empire or the first order is going to be like with him at the helm like, well and, and the thing that i thought was like the, the whole thing like i said keep saying the whole thing is just left with complete uncertainty yeah and that's the part of the direction that i really love like i i think the thing that i love about star wars even as a kid was just like this world is dangerous mm-hmm. this universe that they've built here you don't know what's going to happen Arms just get cut off for almost no reason. You know, people just get blasted and, you know, anything could happen and we don't know what's going to happen. Right. It's very fatalist. It's very like nihilistic. And I like this direction for it. Yeah. Um, I think. Where then like at, once it became like a pop culture thing, like it became very Disney, which yeah. is funny to say that now, but it became very Disney and like. Oh, you know the good guy's gonna win. Oh, you know this is gonna be dark and light, and uh, especially with the prequels, it's like you know where this is leading. So it's like there's no surprises yeah, here. Yeah, and to have a Star Wars storyline where it's like we don't know what's gonna happen is very exciting to me. I I think some of the reviews I've seen say like, oh well, yeah, this is this is Disney giving Star Wars the Marvel treatment, and to an extent, like I can see that with some of the protagonist but i still think they're telling like a pretty convincing i i think it's a very convincing story and i don't yeah i don't feel like it's it's super pandery um again like i don't i don't like that some of the characters they introduced were like off right away i don't actually like i'm not a big fan of the character of rose or at least the way that they used her sure uh because it's kind of like um she was the the bomber pilot right no she was the bomber pilot sister oh right 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 yeah. so so that that's fine that's fine but she's a maintenance she's basically the equivalent of finn but finn is like constantly trying to run away right 
And Rose is like suddenly becomes his Jiminy Cricket, which is okay, whatever. Uh, and I realized I just made a Disney <laughs> reference yeah. about that. Um, but, you know, it, okay, I, I get it. The part that bothered me is when all of a sudden she goes from maintenance worker to like tech skip, expert. To like skip. Well, I'm even fine with her being a tech expert. Okay, okay. Because you know, being, that, that's her job. She she's be? supposed to be like a. She's supposed to be like a. She's supposed to be like Scotty, I guess. Like okay, a, yeah, yeah. A, an unknown Scotty, but Scotty nonetheless. Like right, she's right. a she's a maintenance engineer, and she knows how the systems work. Right. That's fine. I didn't like that she was also a pilot. Okay. That you're gonna send. I was gonna feel like if you're in the Star Wars universe, most people are pilots. Like, but it's like, oh, you're doing this attack run. Like and how like, hard are spaceships really? I don't to fly? know. I don't know. But it's like you're gonna fly this like old. This old piece of garbage. I, I did like the that whole piece of garbage attack. I thought that was ridiculous, but uh-huh. uh, but I thought it was fun. I thought that was a lot of fun when when Poe like puts his foot down and shoves it through the side sidewall of the of the stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, that like, scene was a lot of fun. Was, um, and was, I thought the the whole like red red planet covered in salt. Like I thought that was very yeah. very great visual. One of the things I haven't looked into. That some people are trying to say is a continuity error. I don't know. Uh, I don't exactly know what's going on. And there's a some a bunch is all of a sudden the Millennium theory. Falcon showing up with loaded with all your best friends on there, ready to save well, the day. Well, I mean that's just that's where just like the last you of, saw, you had no idea where they were, and they definitely weren't together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, actually that. Um, oh, let's talk about that first. Uh, I keep. Kind of coming back to it. Uh, Vice, the end of Vice Admiral Holdo is probably one of the coolest sci-fi scenes. I'll call oh, that. With I, a, and I, will yeah. call that, I will call that, even though I will almost always argue that Star Wars isn't a science fiction universe. That no, it's, it's a space a, fantasy. It's like a Greek drama. Um, it's, it's actually, I've always heard it called space opera. Yeah. The thing um, is, like, it felt... I really, it was beautiful that we're talking about the light speed, like half light speed attack, like yes. ramming the, ramming yes. the, the, the main like destroyer thing. Um, it was incredible. It was incredible visual. It didn't feel like it f- fit in the star Wars universe. Like if I'd seen that in star in a star Trek movie, it'd be like, hell yeah, that's it. That's it the doesn't, stuff. I guess it doesn't fit. Cause it's like, like, if that, if that was a thing that could happen and everyone, when they saw it happening in the movie, like everyone within the movie like knew exactly what she was doing and were like, oh shoot, she's doing that. Like if that's the thing that people think about, because ships get blown up and like sacrificed all the time, you would be seeing it happening all the time. So logically it doesn't make sense, but cinematically it was awesome. But logically, in a sense, like I mean, so I guess one of the one of the spaces where logically it doesn't make sense is that um all of the rebellion fighter craft. And bombers are all hyperdrive equipped. Right. Uh, so I guess any of them could do that. Though maybe you would say like they don't have the mass because yeah. they're so small to, to create that large of a ripple. But one of the differences between You're the talking way- about light speed, like it doesn't matter the mass of the bullet. It's the speed of it. You could do just incredible amounts of damage. Yes and no. Um, like in compared to that ship, the, the ship she was on was not that big. Compared to the ship she destroyed. Compared to the ship she destroyed, it was all, but it's still it was all like, velocity. But like all of the fighter, like th- that ship is still like sure that, that ship is still the same, a similar size to a, a standard. Star but you destroyer. take all you take all the fighters that died and tell them all to light speed ram it. It's right. going to make significant damage. Sure, sure. Or yeah. just put a freaking droid on there. Hey, droid, go do it. Yeah, you it, know? it's you know, it's it's a technology in an attack that. Now that it exists within Star Wars, it's like, can they ever use that again? Because then it's just like they could use it for everything. They, they, I think they kind of do for a sense. The, the reason I think that that's interesting and to use the Star Trek and the reason why comparison, let me say the reason why it would work in Star Trek and why it wouldn't get abused in Star Trek is because in Star Trek, the, there's a high value on human life. There's a high value on like sure. we, we yeah, wouldn't yeah. do that because we don't want to lose all our uh, employees on the spaceship and we don't want to just wipe out people indiscriminately with this crazy attack. Where in Star Wars, it's supposed to be like anyone could die. Life is cheap. 
this is just like a, a broken universe where just despicable things I happen. Mean, I mean, so to it's an like extent, a, a sure. someone in a fighter or like a, a rogue agent in even a bigger ship could be like, I'm just going to do this to those guys over there. I don't care who's on this. I don't care who's on that. This is just what I do. Right. You know, um, I think wh- where I wanted to go with it is I, if I'm remembering, I think warp drive in Star Trek basically revolves around the idea of like, light bending right it's, it's bending space but it's not the like same you're, as it's yeah. trans it's you're creating a trans-dimensional anytime like bubble. someone in star trek runs into someone who operates at light speed they're like light speed what are you well, talking about well, and, the, and the thing is is like you can't like what the maneuver in that's done there in star wars you can't do that in star trek no like physically you can't like not the with way, warp the way their technology yeah you can ram into somebody else but the way their technology works you can't do it whereas the whole thing about the Millennium Falcon being able to like do the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs, right? Is that because a parsec is a distance? It's a parsec is a distance, yeah. so it's all about navigational computing. Because when you want to go somewhere, you have to plot all of the points. Whereas in Star Trek, at least the way I understand it, uh, I thought the parsecs thing was it's all about that the Millennium Falcon is so fast that it can outrun. Uh, the event horizon of a black hole, and that's how it cut distance off. I mean, to it is, that, that is, is by that, like traveling through an area where space was bent. Right, but what I'm saying is, like in Star Trek, you would just warp through that area because it doesn't matter. Right, because you you're just like bending through space. Right. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was a cool example of how hyperdrive technology works because effectively, like, if you want to navigate somewhere, you have like, and they've shown that before, like when. Well, wasn't it in in the in a New Hope where it's like. I think Han Solo says yeah, like, no, it the, is. the computer it is. has to figure out where we're going so we don't smash into it something. Is. It yeah. is. And so they've said so it so is canon. Said, that's what I'm saying. That's it how it's canon. built into the yeah. universe because Holdo basically says, Where I want to go is straight through there. Right. This is what happens when you don't let the navigational computer work. Right, right. Well, anyways, it is a spectacular scene and just incredible to look at. And it's like I can't think of uh, another recent sci-fi movie where it's like you just sit back and are aghast at what just happened yeah like that i thought that was really cool pretty good um, pretty good in cinema experience is watching that happen yeah um i'm gonna say because i i feel like i've said a lot of positive stuff i feel like i've mostly said negative stuff i feel like i need to lay into my negative feelings about this movie okay i really like i said i really like the storyline i like what they're doing with the universe all my problems with this movie have to do with how it was directed, how things were presented, uh, you know, like things like the the casino scene or little deals where it's just like, this is like so Star Wars, but it's bad Star Wars. Right. It just felt like the movie was directed more like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie than a Star Wars movie. Like it was missing that feel, you know, like if you could break it down to being like, an Instagram filter. It had a Pirates of the Caribbean Instagram filter on it instead of a Star, okay. Star Wars Instagram filter I think on I, it. I think I know what you... Just, so, the way, like, you. just the way that characters were handled and the humor was a big part of that. Like the humor was w- way off center of Star Wars humor. Yeah. It was very on center with Pirates of the Caribbean humor. I can see what you're saying there. You know, like just like... I love Mark Hamill. He's the best Joker in the history of Jokers. But just his, you know, joke a moment, joke a joke a minute sort of thing going on really rubbed me the lo- the wrong way. Yeah. And his character is supposed to be so dark, but everything from him is like a, a quip. Like, <laughs> yeah. I did like the idea though with his character that like not he was only, basically Jack Sparrow. Not only thing. has he gone to this island, but he's also like, oh yeah, I'm not really a Jedi anymore. Like yeah. me and the Force, like he's lost his faith. Uh, Force the force is like, hey man, I'm like new new phone. Who dis? Yeah. So I thought that was like a a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, what did you think about? Oh, this was so. This was okay. the thing I was going to say before is when he does the force projection thing. I don't know if that's where you I were was about to. Ask so you about I thought that. that was super cool. I yeah. don't know if I mean like, it's new idea, force. It's the, a new force. The thing. idea of like so force projection is like a known extended universe thing. Oh, is it? Um, but to do it at that distance, I don't know if it's ever been in the extended universe to do it at that distance. Uh, but yeah, that force projection, like, well, he is extends a, is a himself thing. so hard and so far that it kills him. Yeah. So, so, like, so yeah. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. But I see, like, obviously, that scene, one of the things that's interesting um, about it is that he is wielding Anakin's lightsaber right. in that scene. 
And which, that's something I was thinking about while I was watching it, which is more nerdy than I think of myself. Yeah. But I was watching it. I was like, that's not his lightsaber. No. And sh- this person over here has his lightsaber. And no, so, th- so that lightsaber was here? destroyed. And Kylo Ren knows it was oh, destroyed. Right, right. And he knows Ray has it. Right. So I, so he's assuming that in the whenever Ray got away, that she not only got the broken pieces of the lightsaber right. back to Luke Skywalker, but that. But Luke he's Skywalker such an emotional character. It. He doesn't care why something's happening yeah. in front of him. He's just reacting. So to it. there's an interesting theory, and it's just a theory, and I I think it's interesting, but ultimately, like I don't think it's what we're going to see happen. Is that um, uh, is that one? That uh, well, this part I think could happen is that um, we're all waiting for because Ray ultimately like she doesn't have her own lightsaber. Right, she's always just wielding a staff and using Anakin's lightsaber, yeah. which is now destroyed. And they were hinting at how she's gonna use how she like uses a lightsaber natively, where yeah. she's got like that under the 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 fist technique, right? But I feel like. If she had a staff lightsaber, that would be natural. Yeah, so for her. is that she that she will build a staff lightsaber, like an open handed, like something that like a like one of the guards would wield. Right, right. And that she will use um Anakin's crystal to build it. And that would actually be something really cool to have put into a film is somebody building a lightsaber. Because we've seen that it, would be cool. You we've seen it in uh the Rebels. Not the rebel. I don't you know, know if what's going to happen next. Next movie is really the whole thing is just going to be a drama about learning to read, so she can read those oh books. My gosh. <laughs> um, She's going to have to find someone so, to teach her how to read. So there's there's that that I think she will build her lightsaber using the crystal from Anakin's lightsaber. Right. I bet there's a recipe for lightsabers in those books. Um, the other, <laughs> the other part of that theory that I the other like the other part of that theory that I don't want to be a thing is there's a theory that Kylo Ren's lightsaber is Luke's lightsaber. Interesting. That when he pulled the house down on Luke, that he takes his lightsaber, runs away, and then turns it into... He, like, modifies it. Like, takes the crystal out and corrupts it to create... His lightsaber, and I, 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 I don't know. I think that's a dumb theory. I think that's too much. That's too. I'm not yeah, a fan. that's a big stretch. I mean, there is there. That is kind of like how yeah. force crystals work. Is they kind of like take on. They can be corrupted and whatever. Yeah. But, but that's too much. Um, what do you think about, or do you have thoughts on race on Kylo Ren telling Ray that her parents were just drunks? I think it does. I don't think we can trust anything that he says because he's so erratic and will do whatever it takes to do the thing he wants to do in a moment. Yeah. Um, so it's like he could next movie or movie after that or whenever he could just be like, oh, yeah, that I was just manipulating you to do what I wanted you to or do. He could, it turns out your parents are super important, but it's or, like it doesn't, it, that doesn't matter. Or it doesn't it could matter. Be that like he, has bad information because clearly like he's had bad sure. information sure. in the past. But does it matter to you if her parents are important? It doesn't. It doesn't and, matter and, to me and, either. And, and I actually, think that, I think that fills in more with what I'm enjoying about this direction is that it's presenting a universe that doesn't matter where things don't happen for distinct reasons. There's not a mythology that needs to be walked through and filled out towards an end goal. Right. It's more right. random. It, and, and, and yeah. And so in that sense, that it actually fits in with the bigger universe, and I, I'm going to go prequels here. And uh, but in the bigger universe, it actually makes more sense that her parents are nobodies, right? Because that gets back to the idea that when the because the whole, you know one of the themes is that and there's all this emphasis on parents. What about aunts and uncles? What if she's got oh really gosh. cool aunts and uncles? Um, there's this really big overarching. It's not even, it's, you know, part of the film, the lesson of the film is that nobody owns the force, the force is its own thing and the force strives for balance. So if you just work off of that principle and you go backwards at the time of episode one, right. Uh, the Jedi council is at the height of its power. You have, um, the, Darth Sidious, Count Dooku, and then Darth Sidious and Darth Maul and whatever. But you only have two Sith, and you have this very high-powered council. So what happens is the Force 
creates Anakin Skywalker, effectively. Right. Who was born to, like, a slave mom, kind of worthless, who ends up being killed by Tusken Raiders. Right, right. Whatever, right? Like, so that's... So she's nobody. So all this stuff happens. Luke and Leia are born. Da, 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 da. Anakin kills all the Jedi. Da, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or Order dance. 66 kills a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. So for a time... Whatever, whatever. Your entire... Your entire force operation is Vader, the Emperor. Yeah, you're painting a Luke picture where it's like there, there's a huge imbalance in the force. Yeah, so you go from huge imbalance to like almost balance, kind of, sort of. It was like Slosh is, Obi- is, Slosh is out there. Yeah. Slosh is back like water in a tank, where it's like a super imbalance yeah. on one side. And Slosh is back to where like the dark side is dominant. And now we've sloshed back to where there's actual balance in the force. Yeah, so, so right now, um, so what you get from this this idea is that at the beginning or during the timeline of the force awakens and around that time in the last Jedi, Luke says, well, I cut myself off from the force, right? Which means the force is completely off balance because you have Kylo Ren, dark side, snow, Mm -hmm. dark side, you have zero light side, right? Which again, the last time that in the films, we see this kind of imbalance, it's the force creates, an ultra powerful user on the opposite side, right, right. which in this case would be Ray. So that's why, like that, you said, her parents don't matter. Like, if anything, what matters is maybe there's a thing where, like, her parents are like, "We just want to be drunkards," and we have this kid who's like way too much for us. What to if deal they're with. drunkards, but they're like force drunk? Force like, drunk. Like they use the force to just get like to party so to party hard. Hard. like they're they're using the force to crush beer cans on their foreheads like <laughs> <laughs> all right um something else i didn't like yeah either uh the whole scene where she drops down into you know the dark side cave or whatever down in the, the sea cave yeah i was fine i was fine with that but the part of it i didn't like is that there's a whole moment? It was what I was talking about. Like there's moments of the directing that don't feel like Star Wars. They feel like something else. She has like an internal monologue or dialogue where you hear her thoughts. Right. And my wife defends this scene like against me all the time, where she's like, "No, she wasn't having an internal thing that you were hearing her talk to to what's his name." But no, still, but like he's the way, not there. but the the way it was, but she can like talk. She's talking to him through her head. She's telling a story to him through her head because they're talking to each other through force radio or whatever. But I don't think that would okay. So I disagree. But do you that. agree with me, with me that she's having an internal dialogue? I think it's an internal dialogue. And, and do that, you agree and with me did, that it doesn't fit? It that bothered me a little bit too. If you want to do that, then just have her speaking out loud. Exactly. That character could have. And maybe they because, didn't think to do it when they shot it because Star Wars has zero narration. Exactly, and that's why it bothered me so much. It's not a narration. There's no narration in any of the movies. Or if you want to, if like, and so, you don't hear people's thoughts. Yeah, and so this is where I would disagree with like, oh, she's telling him a story. She's obviously not telling him a story because you never see him in that scene, right? Because when she's talking to him through force radio, they, it always like, goes back and they forth. They see each other, even if you don't see them. They're like looking at each other, like, oh, you're here now. You know, they're looking at each other from across the galaxy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh... I didn't like it at all. I, I thought it was a big mistake. Big uh, misstep as it far as the directing weird. goes. Yeah, I thought the whole like I thought because for- that was all just a big hint back at when Luke goes into his dark cave and right. like, learns things about himself. Right, and it didn't matter to me which way that went as far as what she learned or didn't learn. But that little bit of misstep in the directing was like, uh, is this what we're gonna get out of Disney Star Wars? Is yeah. just like a complete departure from. The, oh, yeah, that's how the, the cinematic that's how like dialogue here locked in like it's the playbook of Star Wars. Like these things don't happen in Star Wars. Yeah. It's been established that that's not how the story is handled. And now you're narrating and giving us internal it's, dialogue. It's weird. It's, and that it's honestly a lot of times internal dialogue and narration like that is a sign of, you know, poor planning and sloppiness well, in the movie. And it means that the director or the editor is like we're not conveying the thing we were trying to convey. So we have to say it manually. Right. It's a big, it's a big exposition that doesn't really go anywhere. Anytime you watch a movie that starts with heavy narration, even if it's Morgan Freeman, it's like they couldn't figure out how to tell you this 
in a normal movie way. And so now they're doing it this way. It's not every time, but it's like generally when you see that, it's it's laziness. Yeah. All right. What else, what else you got that's negative? You got some more negatives? Oh, man. You know, I don't have any other big issues with it. It's, it's like I said, it's just this, this overall like failure of, of direction with it to keep the feel within a Star Wars like playbook. Right. Uh, but, you know... They got a. They're gonna run twenty movies out of this thing before people don't they're care about it anymore. They're saying that there's gonna be a ten, eleven, and twelve already. Like, slated. no, I'm saying Disney's gonna make twenty more movies. Out oh of yeah, this. because Mar- they gotta do the. They gotta do the, the stories in between each yeah. main arc film. Well, no, there's. They're just gonna keep it going forever. It's never forever. gonna stop. Okay. As long as it makes money, they're never gonna stop. Sure. And it'll That's get. Fair. It'll get really bad, and then maybe it'll get good again. As you know. Right. Um. What did, uh, let me think. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, overall, I go, okay, like, so are we kind of wrapping? Yeah, sure. Wrap up? All right, overall, I'm not going to ask you to put this in a Star Wars order hierarchy because I feel like that's at this point, yeah, there's too many movies. I'm not going to even, I wouldn't even try. Who Um, cares? But, um, I know a lot of people care, but I don't. Yeah. Um, what's your overall take? You, you know, on a scale of what I'm on ho- a scale of one, you know, one star five to five stars, <sighs> one to ten. Compared whatever, to whatever compared kind of to scale. compared to Star Wars as a whole, just compared to whatever you want to compare it to. Oh man, I'm I'm not going to do stars on a Star Wars movie like this. What I'll say is that it's just a recap. I really like the story direction they're going. I don't like the direction grow. I don't like the uh, the director filmmaking direction they're going, right? Or editing direction. Whoever compl- whoever is responsible for it, and that could be completely different next film yeah. because they are changing oh, totally. directors totally. every film. Um, but what was I going to say? Uh, I'm hoping for a Star Wars that pays off on all of this uncertainty that they've laid out and doesn't necessarily tie off all these ends that they're loosening but leans into a universe and a galaxy that doesn't resolve. Mm. And that's why Star Wars will probably keep going forever. If you don't have big resolutions, like let's get into some actual Star Wars where the wars are messy. You don't think think they're going to like, I don't want a bow on it. You don't think they're going to figure out this whole force balance thing and that's going to be the end of it? Yeah, they're just going to finally solve the force. Like, hey, guys, we figured out we figured out how to balance the, the force like you balance a budget. Right. <laughs> no, I think uh, it's there's I mean, there's always going to be space wizards fighting with space magic and hanging out with their buddies on the, the uh, on the, the hero's journey. And the flip you know? side of that could be, you know, maybe from a force perspective they find balance but it doesn't matter because the like you said the universe is chaotic so it doesn't matter that the two the two remaining force users right the two remain remaining force users have struck a balance uh because the their balance is to constantly be fighting each other right um i really enjoyed the movie i i feel like i've said mostly negative things did you feel what i felt were it there were a lot of times where it just felt like it was dragging out and long. There were like sp- a certain like story points, like they just dragged it out. There were spots where I was like, they could have cut this, they could have cut this, yeah. they could have cut this. But overall, I didn't feel like it moved slowly. I, I've seen places where people have complained about like, oh, uh, there's too much talking. But I mean, episode two was all. I, there was no point in the movie where I felt like I was falling asleep. Sure, I'll say that. What so, did you think? What did you think of the 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 big sea uh, cow milk tit thing? <laughs> the big the the sea cow that Mark Hamill milks. Yeah, and then I was just kind of like, you know, it just seems like because I was just thinking like, you know, they got those little cute critters. Yeah, I think in the original trilogy there would they would have been similar cute qualities, but there would have been a more like this is a little bit repulsive edge to those. Right. And I think I would have liked to see more of that. Like, Oh, here's something that you read as cute, but then you would definitely not hold it in your arms or do anything cute with it. You know? I just thought they were supposed to be like goofy puffins. Oh, exactly. They are a hundred percent puffins, but um, I would have liked to see them with like, 
like scaly legs coming out. Oh, you know, okay. like I, I want more of a Jim Henson touch right. to the Star Wars universe. Um, I thought that that whole milking the sea cow thing was just there because it seems like we got to have blue milk in every Star Wars movie now. <laughs> and only in this case, it wasn't blue, it was green, but right, whatever. Right. You know, it's like. And it looked like Mark Hamill was really loving it. He's yeah. like, Ugh. Yeah, that's the stuff I drink. Yeah, I felt like that was just there for that purpose. Yeah. I thought the idea that this the island got more and more inhabited was kind of weird. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, by the way, there's this whole like group of uh, critters of, like, who live nuns. here. Take yeah. care of it. You wouldn't like. We're gonna find out uh, in the next movie that there's a condo on the backside <laughs> and like people vacation there and stuff. Right, it's just gonna right. ruin the whole thing. It's, uh, it's basically uh, an episode of. Uh, Bear Grylls, where you think he's staying yeah. out in the wilderness for two weeks straight, but really at the end of taping each night, he yeah, he yeah. jumps in a helicopter and goes to the hotel on the other side of the island. Like Mark Hamill could walk to the other side of the island and buy just green milk from the AMPM, but he's just like, like I don't want to see people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, the the one joke, like visual joke with Mark Hamill that I did like that paid off. And it wasn't just like so repetitive, like so many of the other like bits of humor in there was like, you're given the, the, the return to the cliffhanger of the last movie where Ray's there, arm outstretched, handing over the lightsaber. And he's looking like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's back. Oh my gosh, this is going to change everything. Here I go. Right. You don't know what's going to happen. And he just grabs it and like tosses it over his shoulder. Like who cares? Yeah. Like I love, I love that. That was fantastic and then the fact that she doesn't like go down the cliff chasing after it because that's what everyone in the movie theater would have done right like you're just like go get it go get it go get it go get it and she's just like wait a minute i gotta see what's happening here yeah i thought the whole i you know i thought the whole direction they took with that character of like it really just follows what i'm saying is like i like the storyline of this movie i just the problems i have with it are aesthetic and they have to do with the direction. So and the ep- episode of it. nine, you just want to see episode nine wrap with more chaos. I want basically. continued chaos. I don't want any. Nothing else needs to fall apart. They just nothing needs to come together as like, oh, here's here we are. We're building a new you know storyline that's going to have an ending. I just want more of people. Like it's like what I say about The Walking Dead. Like. I could care less if Rick dies. I could care less if right. whoever dies. I like the universe that they're in. If um, the universe continues, that's what I want to watch. And the universe of Star Wars that I enjoy is unpredictable, is completely like nihilistic and just like dark and anything could happen. Anyone could die. Uh you know, nothing is for sure, you know. So here's something that's like here's one thing that I oh well, Here's what I want to see in episode nine. Okay. I mentioned earlier that effectively the resistance, well, one, it's only like 12 people or whatever, and it's it's technically leaderless. Sure. Um, so here's what I want, and this is how it gets set up. I believe the Gap film, the next Star Wars story, is supposed to be Han Solo. Right. Which will feature Donald Glover. Okay. As... Lando Calrissian. Right. Is that really happening? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think it's the next movie. I know they're making it. All right. I think right. it's the next movie. Leia sends out her signal. Nobody responds. Maybe they just didn't respond because they were busy. Like not everybody's just right. sitting around listening to the radio. Or sometimes now, space radios don't work. So now, good. now I'm now of course the the story will be that most most of the planets are like, nah, it's hopeless. Like we're done. Right. We're, we're out. Screw it. What I want to see in episode nine is Billy D. Williams, General Calrissian, who he is General Calrissian at the end of Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. who comes back with Maz Kanata to lead what is left of the Resistance. That's what I want in episode okay. nine. I don't really Ma- care Maz, what they do. Maz is the, the little the eyeglasses thing. Eyeglasses she's thing. my least favorite thing in the new Star but Wars. But she's like stuff. the fourth build actor on that I list. Know. I know. Um, I don't like they're her. They're paying though. her a lot of money. I bet they are. I just, I don't, and it's it's strictly, and this sounds dumb, it's strictly like character design visually. I'm right. fine with her as a character in the storyline. I just don't, 
I look at her and I'm like, oh, you're like, like a weird turtle. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I would much rather, and it's just, she's so CG that you can't escape that. I would much rather a practical effect and an right. actor. And so maybe, you know, I don't, and that's the one reason why I don't know if they would do it because they don't really, they've put so much into her character that um, I don't feel like they could like necessarily Akbar her where she's just kind of in the side and she says a few words and that's it, which is the classic leader. Like I would be, I would be into it if they show her in the past and she's like primal and she's like more animal than right. sentient humanoid. No, I think uh, I, I, because they contact her in it and I can't imagine, I mean, I guess maybe it would be in her character. Or if they make her a Jawa, which some people think she is. Oh yeah. Like no. put her in the robe and have right. it be a, a rise of a Jawa. Yeah. You know, storyline. But I, but I really do. Uh, I really think that that's how you fix the, what I call, which nobody else cares about the Admiral Holdo problem that the leaderless resistance is just bring back an old leader. Yeah. And I want that to be Lando. That's all I want. Okay. Sure. I don't care what else. No, I don't know. I, it's just a thing. I oh, was so thinking. you want Lando in the next continuation of yeah, the, the future I, I want, story. I want in episode nine. He'll be pretty old. Yeah, he will be pretty old. I mean, Billy, D. Williams, work, is like, Billy D. Williams is like 80. Do you think a character like Lando would survive that long in the Star Wars universe? Like, I If Han would... Solo survived until episode seven, why wouldn't Lando survive like another couple because weeks. Han Solo avoids population centers. Lando yeah. sticks to them. That's true, and so he's more likely to get picked off. Where like Han Solo, no one knows where he is. He's out in the 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 inky depths of space somewhere. But at the same time, like you know, when we catch up with Lando, like he's on, like he's just running a mining colony. It's not like yeah, he's he's on, like so he's in the well, outer like I'm rim. Saying, he, he gravitates towards uh business structures and population centers and things like that he's a he's more of like a a, a political character sure you know like I, he has to be in, he has to be in the mix but that also makes it work with like why like and that could be part of episode nine and the chaos is like yeah okay like your new leader of the resistance is lando but he brings with him a lot of mercenary baggage yeah i think it could be interesting if he comes in and he, he's more of like a a dark troubled character but in like a more legitimate way than luke was right <laughs> like lando has done some bad stuff well so that's what i'm saying so maybe he shows up and he shows up with yeah the the with with um benicio del toro isn't oh no uh <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Quentin Tarantino wants to do a Star Trek. No, oh, does he? Like, I think he would be better if he did a Star Wars yeah. and and he did a Lando, but not with Samuel L. Jackson. Please don't cast Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my gosh, Samuel L. Jackson. But can't with be like that, Star but Wars with like movie. that attitude, like bring in like a, a right Quentin Tarantino style approach to Lando. Like this guy's seen some stuff. He's done some dirty bad stuff. And he's just trying to make it through the universe. And you know, the rebellion lines up with whatever he's doing at the time. Right. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah. maybe that's something that's something that I, I think they could do that would be interesting is yeah. Lando comes back, he's got, you know, that the Benicio del Toro's DJ with him, who right. everybody <laughs> hates who everybody hates. Right. Right. Everybody hates him. And everyone's like, what the hell, Lando? Like also, like, yeah, you have him. That would be interesting if you he showed him. up and he's got, and he's like, this is my guy. Like, no one questioned it. And everyone's pissed. Like, that dude sucks. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, I don't care like, if he look. sucks. And his whole game is, look, if you want me and my army, because, right. like, as I've been running around the galaxy, taking over planets on the Outer Rim. Oh, by the way, when you called it, yeah, I was a little busy, like, conquering a planet. Yeah. Because that's what I do. Because I'm a politician. Like finally, finally, one of like his business ventures pays off, but it's like super. Yeah, like, effect, like effectively, like this he is runs a, like a third world slave. Right, planet. like this is effectively <laughs> where like the hut. This is a universe where like the huts don't really exist anymore yeah. because Lando kills them all. Right, and he's super conflicted about it, but business is business. Yeah, I mean, so he's know? like, look, like I'll help you out because Han was my boy. Right, and. Kylo killed him, so I'm only here for that. Like, I'm only here about revenge. I don't care. After this, like, hey, and I don't know. Maybe Kylo can buy or me out. Be Let's see what happens. Or it would be interesting if Lando is full Empire. Yeah. 
But then he, I don't know. But I, then he play. Then he plays. You know, backroom politics, and he's like, Nah, yeah. That's the problem. Is that we? I feel like we've seen that plot already. But I think I think here, part part of here. Here's how it goes down. Lando says, "I'll fight you because I hate Kylo Ren because he killed Han." But by the way, I'm only doing this if you give me the Millennium Falcon back. Right, right. But uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I'm expecting in the next movie to see a a uh, first order that is falling apart and he could be an interesting part of that. Like, yeah. like the empire is falling apart. The guy running it is so emotional, so brash and so like reactionary. Sounds a little familiar, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, that no one has any trust in him. No one in the, uh, in the first order is loyal to him and people are scheming behind his back. Yeah, I mean, like, all the time. you see in there, he could be part you of see that. in there like Hux is only, like loyal to him because he Hux knows that he w- could kill him at any time. Right. So yeah, there's definitely like the potential for a third, like for Hux to have developed like a third faction, which yeah. would have been where, you know, Captain Cosmo like could have been worked as a character. Only we're, we're spending too much time on like what could future happen. Questing. I super don't care. All right. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, like at, after walking out of the last, uh, after the last Jedi, it was so long and it felt so drawn out, and I was so like burned out on the directing in it and the, that pirate, so the Caribbean like gloss that it had. Right. I was like, I don't know if I'm excited to spend money to watch another huh. one of these in the theater. So no, I was pretty yeah, excited. I, I, I'm going to wait end. to see what the next trailers look like when new ones come out, and I'll probably watch them, but I'm not feeling excited about them, which is kind of my review, I guess. I, I guess maybe to an extent, like I can see that, like I'm not like super crazy about it in the way that I was between the force awakens and the last Jedi. But I think I'm excited from a, like, I want to know where this goes. Sure. Whereas between the force awakens and the last Jedi, it was like, Oh, Luke's back. Cool. Yeah. Something I said to my wife and a few other people, uh, after watching it is that a few of the storylines in there would have worked much better and they could have slimmed down the movie and moved those storylines into a standalone TV series, mm. which I think they're talking about making a Star Wars TV series. I think there's potential there for, you know, and there's there's really good TV being made right now. Like the 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 new Star Trek TV show has incredible effects in it oh, yeah. and looks so good and is actually really fun to watch. If they did that with a Star Wars TV show, I'd for sure be watching it. And it like all that stuff that dragged would make more sense in an episodic, like serialized yeah. sort of TV show where it's like, okay, let's find out about the drama between this character and that character yeah. and how long it takes and, to resolve. And that it. is a nice and thing. That is the one like really nice thing about We could w- watch a series where we get to watch the rebellion get built up right. in between the flagpole movies. Right. You know, I'll except you know if episode nine set up the same way as episode eight, it'll be like hours after the conclusion. But yeah, right, right. Uh, I I agree, and that is one of the but neat it's a, things it's a, about it's a whole universe, it's a whole galaxy. We don't have to yeah. know about the characters that are in direct relation to the characters in the movie. I'm talking about uh, like it just exists in the Star Wars yeah. universe. That's one of the neat things I think about about movies and even like or about TV and I you know about like the way the prequel. The one thing I will say, and because a lot of the um, the Star Wars TV shows that have existed have been animated, uh-huh. and it, it was like the Clone Wars series, which was set was it after Attack? Uh-huh. I think it's after Attack of the Clones uh, is where it's set. Yeah, it's after Attack of the Clones, so it's between episodes two and three. And yeah, you have like in a movie, you have two hours to tell a certain timeline or three hours to tell a certain timeline uh-huh. and you have to decide like, am I going to, you're going to have jumps in timeline that have to be really obvious or is everything going to be really compacted? So, uh, the force awakens and the last Jedi are both very compacted, like not real time, but definitely like you have, you're spending three hours to tell like a week of story. Right, basically. Right. Whereas in the, in the, in a TV show you have, if you do say like, four seasons of modern television of right. so 12, 12 episodes 
of like a Netflix style, so you're doing like 12 episodes or whatever, you're still going to get 48 hours right. to hash out whatever it is you want to hash out and stretch that out as much as you want. 48 episodes could cover one year. 48 episodes could cover 48 days, like yeah. however well, you want to do if it. If they did things the way I would do it, it would be like you get introduced to like a rebel colony in one of the movies mm-hmm. or just in the TV show. And by the time the movie comes around that connects with it, that whole show just gets wiped out by a disaster. Right. <laughs> by an empire attack. Like, well, I guess that show's over. <laughs> and, then well, they, or- and then they start a new show about a new, you know, corner of that galaxy, you know. Or yeah, what would have been, you could have built into it. This would have been kind of fun. I don't know what all, you know, you build your universe. This is looking back, like episode seven, you have like the, the Starkiller base blows up some random planet that you're uh-huh. supposed to care about because all the governments that love the rebellion are there, whatever, yeah. right? Um, or all of the Republic senators are there or whatever. I, I, I don't remember. But if you had a even like a one season TV show that establishes why that planet has any importance and some ancillary stuff going around sure, it. Sure, sure. And then that set is reintroduced in episode seven. It's like, okay, now I know why we're supposed to care about this. Right, right. We're talking about like kind of an a- Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of model here. I haven't watched that show. You shouldn't. It's terrible. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. We've said everything that ever needs to be said, I'm sure. And other people probably have said it better, so who cares? Definitely. But this is a fun thing to do every now and then. It's like, there's no rules. We're the boss. We can do whatever we want. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We'll see you on the regular app. Okay, bye.